Bigfoot linked to missing persons. Aykroyd and Chase together in R.L. Stein's Zombie Town. And scary stories to tell in the dark part two. All on this Monday edition of Spill the Guts. Like it's spooky. Clint and I am one half of the I Like It Spooky Horror podcast, which between our bi-weekly feature episodes, monthly reporting of available horror movies to stream on the Crackle and Redbox apps, and this tri-weekly horror news blitz roundup every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, brings you a total of 16 different shows of original content each month. Today's show obviously focuses on the news, so let's get into it because it is Monday, August 14th, and this just in. HorrorSociety.com reports that this summer, Small Town Monsters lifts the veil on Alaska's long and dark history of Sasquatch lore with their latest investigative documentary on the trail of Bigfoot, Land of the Missing. On August 22nd, director Seth Breedlove, along with a team of experts and adventurers, invites audiences to explore the last frontier through a darker lens than ever before. On the Trail of Bigfoot, Land of the Missing, is the follow-up to this year's Last Frontier, picking up on threads established in that film and carries them into a terrifying and bizarre conclusion to Breedlove and small-town monsters' work in Alaska. Amongst Alaska's beautiful epic vistas and seemingly endless acres of wilderness lurks a dark secret. The secret known by locals and hardy adventurers alike revolves around the nearly constant disappearances that take place across the land of the midnight sun. These disappearances seem to have often mundane explanations. Avalanches, constantly changing terrain, and local wildlife, such as Alaska's abundant bear population, are all common causes for missing people. Seth Breedlove and his team are exploring another potential cause for those who have gone missing, a cause whispered about amongst the locals, a cause talked about in the oral traditions of the First Nations people who inhabited the region long before white settlers arrived. The cause, they say, is a terrifying, bloodthirsty Sasquatch. Or maybe it's the ice giants said to inhabit the upper regions of the 49th state's numerous mountains. Or perhaps it's the devil monkeys said to roam the lowlands. UFOs, phantoms, big cats, and more are often said to be responsible as well. On the Trail of Bigfoot, Land of the Missing debuts on major streaming platforms August 22nd from 1091 Pictures, including iTunes, Amazon Prime Video, Voodoo, and Fandango Now. A Blu-ray edition will be available exclusively from the Small Town Monsters Shop. Centuries of reports of hair-covered creatures roaming Alaska have been uncovered. Yet beyond the mysterious ape-like animals that haunt the forests of the 49th state, there exist numerous legends of horrific beings that blur the line between Bigfoot and something else. Something with a far darker agenda. 
Now eyewitness and experts alike recount stories that will chill you to the bone. Stories that tie Bigfoot-like creatures to tales of mountain giants and even missing persons. I will post a link to this article from HorrorSociety.com, which includes a trailer for the upcoming show on the Trail of Bigfoot Land of the Missing on the I Like It Spooky Horror Podcast Facebook page. Next up is from BloodyDisgusting.com, who lets us know that the next R.L. Stein adaptation that's headed our way is Zombie Town, a tale of teens battling the undead that's based on the Stein-penned horror book from back in 2012. Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase lead the cast of the mystery teen romancer based on author R.L. Stein's book of the same name. Coming soon from Viva Pictures Distribution, Zombie Town is rated PG-13 for some language and bloody images. In Stein's kid's book, a quiet town is upended when 12-year-old Mike and his friend Karen watch a horror movie called Zombie Town and unexpectedly see the title characters leap off the screen and chase them through the theater. This kind of sounds like a teen version of the video dead from 1987 to me. Hidden inside the house at 21 Shady Lane Avenue is a black and white TV with the power to turn itself on and come alive with the dead. The video dead. Peter Lepeniotis is directing the film, which was recently shooting in Ontario. John Gillespie, Tremuse Entertainment founder and executive producer, said in a statement, quote, We are delighted to bring the pages of R.L. Stein's Zombie Town to the screen and equally thrilled to be working with such an exceptional cast and crew on this production. A three-time Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award winner with book sales of over $500 million, R.L. Stein has a phenomenal track record of crafting stories that engage and entertain audiences. Expect a trailer and release days soon. And we have reached that time once again to pause for station identification and hear from our podcast network, the PFPN. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Last story of the day also comes to us from BloodyDisgusting.com, who reports that Andre Overdahl confirms the sequel to Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is still in development. It's now been four years since the release of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the long-awaited feature film adaptation of the 80s, 90s books written by Alvin Schwartz. The film was a success at the box office for Lionsgate, scaring up $104 million worldwide. So why haven't we gotten a sequel yet? A follow-up was announced, but to date hasn't come to fruition. While speaking with IGN, Andre Overdahl, director of The Last Voyage of the Demeter, confirms that Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark 2 is still in active development at this time. Overdahl tells IGN, quote, We have a story, we have a script. 
We have been working on the script as late as last year and even slightly into this year. The process obviously stopped with the strike, but it's a lie for sure. COVID and then Demeter eating up two years of my life certainly put a dent in the progress. Last we heard, Overdahl is returning to direct the follow-up film, with Dan and Kevin Hagman also returning to write the script. Guillermo del Toro is once again also involved, reportedly with a story by credit. The first film adapted horror tales from Alvin Schwartz's three scary stories to tell in the dark books, bringing Stephen Gamble's terrifying illustrations to life for the first time. Presumably, the sequel will be pulling from other tales in those books, but will it continue the wraparound storyline from the first movie or take things in a new direction entirely? The first film ended with Zoe Coletti's heroine, Stella Nichols, vowing to save her missing friends, taken by the various Gamel-inspired creatures unleashed throughout the film. What's that? It's a book of scary stories. Tell me a story. Sarah book. The stories write themselves and it all comes alive. And that is the end of the story on your Monday news. Be sure to connect with the I Like It Spooky Horror podcast on all mainstream social media platforms and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It's going to be another big week around here with a new feature episode releasing soon. News about the upcoming Horror Hound Horror Convention returning to Indianapolis this coming weekend. And of course, more general genre news this coming Wednesday on another edition of Spill the Guts. Hey, what's wrong with you, man? Show some fucking respect for the dead, will ya?